Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi. You um, you are now listening to Portals. Am I ready? Is it my turn? Not, Not yet. yet. So we're, <laughs> we're just going to say. If you are joining this portal, we have just already finished about 45 minutes of subportaling. So make sure you follow us on our Facebook platform and join us live as well so you don't miss out. But don't worry, you don't have to fear because this is why we have one for you guys. So I am Shenanis, and of course, we have Pastor Nathan Cassis. Hello. Pastor Tony Cassis. Hi, everyone. And Dr. Robin Cassis. Hi, guys. Now, if I have a sore throat, it's because I did open eyes for a couple of hours today. And so I don't have a lot of voice, so work with me. Yes. And we got to plug your show quickly. Open Eyes is a brand new show. On talktv.org, it is an amazing investigative research-based show about the narratives that are being put out there, all of the things that the church is too scared to look into. Nobody looks into and, uh, Not Nobody wants to open their eyes. And Pastor Robin and her team, her research team, are doing an amazing job. Yes. Uh, they show so many actual articles, snippets, video clips – um, to actually just not give you theory, but actual proof and evidence. Because sometimes in the United States, we get into our own, you know, USA bubble, and we don't actually uh, become aware of things that are going on around the world to support might what might be happening, you know, what God might be showing us. But just because we don't necessarily see it happening sometimes in the States, we think, oh, well, then it might not be true. Well, around the world, there are people all the time you know, sharing their stories, posting, putting things up on social media. God never lets darkness not be exposed. No. Never. So we're going to start off. We have named this portal. Awake or aware? What are you? And I think it comes down to now how I really feel strongly about what I have been seeing. Um, I'm hearing a lot of uh, so-called, it's not intel, it's more to do with insight Mm. about uh, I'm awake, I'm awake, I can see it, yes, I'm awake, I can see it. But then I hear such things When things get a bit rough, okay, they become a bit rough. I'm hearing a lot of anger Mm. coming forward through certain podcasts. And um, I've been aware of it. And yes, I'm awake because I know who the answer is to all these problems. The only way you can be awake is to know the answer. You cannot be awake and start looking for answers. Mm. You see, 
And so I'm hearing all these, all these people being very angry, saying dates have been given, this has been given, that's been given, because their trust is in certain things. Their trust is in, let's go to a few things that their trust is in, financial reset. That's where the trust is. Then we can have another one. We can have, uh, you know, we know all about uh, trafficking and we know all about the SRA. And, uh, you know, uh, we're aware of it. We're totally aware of it. Now we need to be woken up on who is the answer yeah. to it. Yeah. And that doesn't happen because... We've diverted. We're diverting that is not allowing us to really wake up. We're diverting to psychic activity. We're diverting to, uh, you know, little men in green suits flying in the air. You know, my, my mother was an alien. Come on. Alien Really, pussycats. please. This is enough. How is the alien going to help this has got to stop. It's truly got to stop. And then we have numerology. That, that's the key now. You, every number leads to what? Yeah, because there's a two and a two wanna, means this. And then I the two plus the two plus the two means. What is it leading to? It isn't leading to God. It's leading to you believing what you're believing. We believe in numbers. God believes in numbers, but it leads back to him. It doesn't believe back, lead back to a certain solution. This stuff is, and people say, I'm awake, I'm awake. Are you awake to who Jesus Christ is? Because he's the only one that can clean up Every bit of this mess. Not even Donald Trump oh, can on. clean this up. But he can be used by God because he was called by God. But, he, but he's not the answer. And if you're getting angry, it means you don't know the answer. Donald Trump is I've just a son a of God. Let me say that again. Donald Trump is just a son of God. A son Jesus of Jesus Christ God. is God. Yes, yes, yes. And this, this has been really burdening me because I see now people put their faith in some incredible things. Even prophecy. And it's crashing. Yes, even prophecy. They put their faith in, you know, my faith is in God, you know. Wow. He is a prophet, Jesus, prophet of prophets, but my faith is in him, not what he does. Someone's put an alien up. On, on your <laughs> yeah, page there, yeah, Pastor. Yeah, look, a little green man in I a I think your own, you know, and, and this is in the other realm would be saying, please don't call me a green man in an alien suit. <laughs> <laughs> and this is bothering me because 
I'm starting to see the breakdown. The breakdown in the so-called awakening. It's an awareness, Pastor, an awareness. People out there are aware of evil. But to be aware of it, what are you going to do about it? That's where the awakening comes. This is where the awakening comes. This is where the awakening comes because when you're awake, you take responsibility. When you're aware, you're just aware of what's being done, but there's really no action that you're taking yet to make yourself responsible. Like with us, we were more than aware of what was going on with the SRA and we took responsibility. And even last week when we did Fury of His Love, that was us taking responsibility and saying, right, we're not just going to keep this at a conference. We're not just going to keep this at a topic that we talk about on portals. We're going to visually put out something that shows people that we are ready to fight this on all fronts, you know? And um, I think it's very key what you're saying because even to go back to what you said last night in your sermon about the truth, a lot of us are becoming awakened to truth, Jesus, to help our brethren keep them in truth, but we only want to stay aware of some truths about ourselves. You know, we don't want to be woken up to truth about ourselves because then that means we have to take responsibility. And you shared a really powerful account last night. I never heard anyone see, say this account the way you talked about Sarah and the laughing in her heart. Yes. You know, and I actually used that in a couple of counseling sessions and even deliverance sessions. I was like, okay, you're saying this out loud, but what is your heart language really yeah. saying? Why you know? are you laughing? Yeah, you're laughing out loud, but what is your laugh actually covering up but that you really, really are trying to say inside your spirit? But you're really laughing in your heart. Why don't you share on that, Pastor Tony? I think that was powerful. Uh, yeah, when when the Lord Jesus visited <laughs> Abraham pre-incarnate with two other angels, because remember Jesus said before Abraham was, I am. I love the word, I am. Yeah. That was past, was, and present, I am. Yep. That's incredible. And the fact that the Lord said Abraham wanted to see my days and he did, he did. I believe was, he, he, he was referring to this visit with Abraham. So when he visited Abraham and he told him and Sarah that in nine months' time you're going to have the son I've promised you. Well, Sarah was behind the tent door listening, probably with prying eyes, and she laughed within herself. She laughed in her heart and she said, Am I going to have pleasure with Abraham seeing that I'm old and beyond childbearing years? That that's were, her, that were the, the thoughts she was contemplating. And the Lord heard her heart. Uh, the Lord Jesus heard her heart and said, Why did Sarah laugh? Is anything too hard for the Lord? And Sarah went into denial. She said, I didn't laugh. She lied. And then the Lord insisted and said, No, but you did laugh. And so my whole point, last night was there are times when the Lord is trying to tell us something about ourselves that we're not ready to hear and we either lie or accuse him of being wrong. Okay, and so I wanted our church and anyone who was listening to take that just a step further. 
The truth about yourself is sometimes something that you don't want to hear. But until we hear it, we will never let it set, it set us free from being the old person and becoming a new person. So change is not possible until we acknowledge who we were or are so that we can become who he wants us to be. And that was the case with Sarah. He told her, you did laugh. There's something going on in you, Sarah, that is unbelief. But nevertheless, my grace is going to bring forward this word. That's on a, <coughs> a personal level, isn't it? Yes. That's on a personal level. I'm talking a little bit more on a corporate type level. I'm talking about uh, what should be... What should we be awakened to first? Should we be awakened to the facts or, or, or should be, we be awakened to the answer? There's the key. Does the answer come first or does it come last? That is the question. That's why I say awakening has the answer in it, not awareness. Awareness does not bring an answer. Awakening gives you the answer to everything that you're aware of. So in this, I want to address people who have made anything and everything their answer. From the green men <laughs> to the flying saucers to the money. Oh, of course, that's the answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, this new quantum uh, you know, uh, blockchain financial. Yes, reset. this whole new financial system. Uh, yes, it would be wonderful, and yes, it can be um, a good thing, but it's not the answer. None of it's yet. That will not stop evil going on. And if you believe that, if you believe that, you're believing a lie. And you will just get back to where it was in the beginning again. We'll just exchange one evil for another. And so there is only one answer, Pastor. There's only one answer. The man, Jesus, who died on a cross without a sin for this evil world. It comes back to the that if you look at Jesus as just, you know, an answer, then that mindset of change the world. Yeah, it's man's ideas. Not save the world. Definitely man's ideas. And I, I said last night, and I, I know, we love facts. We love facts. It makes us aware. Don't say it again because we vomited last week when you said it. Like it hit it <laughs> no, right there. No, like, no, but I want to add to it. We love facts because it makes us aware. But it doesn't wake us up because then if it did, we would realise facts hate us. 
So facts make you aware, <laughs> but truth wakes you up. Yes. And this is what the Holy Spirit spoke to me this morning. He started the conversation with me last night before I came to church. And as I was uh, lying there, after I did uh, open eyes in my office, I slept for a little while because I knew I'd be up doing this. He showed me that there are different stages of awakening. And people are not awakened to the truth. I believe, I believe when you have the answer, then you'll be awake. If we just have awareness of problems, we won't be awake. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack it, but it was too good. So go ahead, comment on this one, please. I think it's important what you're saying because um, something I'm learning in my course is the difference between intention and motivation. And um, when you're aware um, of a fact, you actually are not exposed to intention or motivation. But when God reveals himself truth, he will always expose your intention and your motivation. Facts will never show you that. Facts just stay at evidence about a circumstance or about an act. But intention is different because intention is always pointing to a desired action based on an outcome. Like my in good intentions, you know. Even good intentions um, are not godly. But no. intention is always something that I intend to act upon. Whereas motivation is the reason why I believe why I believe it. And so I think it's really important because to do with the truth where I come in and tie it in personally about the, uh, the truth about yourself is I think that some of us are maybe on a spectrum, maybe a little bit more aware of our motivations and awake to our intentions yeah. or awake to our motivations and only aware of our intentions. And I think the Holy Spirit wants to bring both up to, to be, be on the same level yeah. because sometimes we can have good intentions but also our motivation is not so godly. Yeah. Sometimes we can have good motivation but then it's manifested through an ungodly intention. Yes. And so I think the Holy Spirit, to go back to what you were talking about, see, um, even with Sarah, I think she wasn't – she didn't realise what she was – manifesting within her own heart you know and that's why the lord said no but you did laugh he's like i'm not gonna let you get away with not being woken up in this moment so she was not awake no she wasn't and the reason why she laughed in her heart was that she was not awake to the answer <laughs> she was not awake pastor she was not awake and neither was abraham no at that point but let me go back to Jesus. When Jesus came, what did he come? What message did he come with? Which message did he come with? He came with the answer. Himself. Himself. And all he spoke about all the way along was that 
this is the answer. This is the answer. And so answer will wake you, not awareness. It will never wake you. It's good. I think even hearing this um, kind of brings um, a relation to it because you talk about kind of our the times we're in. And it's helping me pinpoint kind of where I was stuck in this position of hearing the intel, hearing the dates, the facts, this could happen, here are the potentials, and basing my uh, oh, uh, awareness off of that was feeling a bit discouraging because then it was like, well, then if these don't come to pass, then the enemy will be quick to say, well, is God now a liar? And that's why so many people fell in that trap of saying, well, God didn't make it. anger came. Yes. And it's still coming now. And that's the the seriousness of this, Mm -hmm. you know. You put your faith in a date. You put your faith and your trust mm-hmm. in a military. Yes, they uh, they have their purpose. Yeah, they have their purpose, but they're not God. They have their purpose. Governments have their purpose, but they're not God. We need to go on a break. Yes, let's go on a break. All right, guys, we're gonna take a short break, and we'll be right back. Torque New York presents the official launch of Torque TV. A brand new way to watch Torque New York anytime, anywhere. Get 24-7 access to unlimited shows, classes, seminars, and more. View your content on your favorite device. Commercial free. Access exclusive shows, seminars, and more. And with new content added monthly, you'll always have something fresh and inspiring and challenging to watch. Even tune into our live classes from the School of Apostles and Prophets in NYC. Choose the subscription option that suits you. Sign up today by visiting TorqueTV.org and click the Watch Now button. TorqueTV. Equip, inspire, mature. So, guys, we were just um, continuing, continuing, what was I saying? Continuing. You can make up a word. This is it, right. We've got I'm in a portal. I'm people in being called by I pronouns. I don't think that's you know nothing what? for you to make up you a word. Know what? <laughs> just take the um, the fact that where you come from, it not necessarily pronounce the word. Oh, it's wow. From the south. You see, because that's when I make a mistake with the word, I just hide behind the fact I'm an Australian and it's my accent. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm just giving you accent. a little tip there. I can, I, can, I can hide in that. Oh, my gosh, my phone. Stop. You can. You can. Yes, okay. Well, if that's the case... Um, Go ahead, talk that way. <laughs> this is why no. we did in open eyes. We may as well check it here. 
I know the southern accent. I don't want to um, dig that up from Georgia. The I know, but I, I, I mean, in all fairness, I wasn't that country. I just didn't sound like a New Yorker, and here I don't sound like. I love country accent. So give here. me a little bit of your accent. Uh, it's normal. Oh, of course it's it is. Normal. I I never did because I had a New York family down south, so my accent didn't but like. Can't you get, add something to? I can, but it's not authentic. Back. <laughs> call them back. Oh wow! Come I'll, on, I'll try to call them back later. <laughs> Mine's more subtle because I have swag. Anywho, oh. okay. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so back on this topic. Of we better get back. <laughs> Let's serious. get back on it, right? Um, this topic you wanted to open up the motivation and intentions, and that you know it's interesting too because I was just talking to some friends from our church about that. Like I'm asking the Lord to give me new intentions and motivations to deal with work per se, and I'm just making this in a personal level. Um, for an example, because it's like we know all of this stuff is going on and stuff like that. So I'm really sensing the Lord has given us different purpose to, you know, <laughs> congregate with these beings in the yeah. world. <laughs> but um, someone so, was, uh, yeah, someone was asking the difference between intention and motivation because yes. I said they're not the same. Um, plain and simple, like the dictionary defines intention as a thing intended, an aim or a plan. So it's a plan of action for your motivation. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to give you the example. I can intend to love you, <laughs> but the reason why I love you is not the same as my intent to love you. So I can say, Shania, I want to love you as my friend, but if my motivation is for me to love you so that I can get loved. And to be seen. Or maybe because I'm rejected or maybe because I don't feel that you love me so I want to love you more so you feel the guilt of not loving me. Oh, all sorts of reasons. my motivation is not in line with my intention. Right. So I think you, you explain yeah, that. So there's two motivation is always to do with why you believe why, what, what you do. Right. Intention is always to do with how you will intend to act out that belief. Yeah. Our motivation That's works good. a lot. Uh, you know, we, we have uh, in the 10 M's of ministry, we, we have uh, <laughs> in our courses, we have motivation. What's your motivation and how, about, how do you go about it with your method? Right, right. Jihei puts in a good spin on it here. I was going to say the same thing, Jihei. Yes, Yay, um, motivation is to do with a lot with reasoning of why you're doing it. Yes, intention is to do with a lot of what you get out of it. Come yeah. on, Jihei, you get it. Yeah, yeah. good yeah. on you, That's good. So yeah. some of us, going back to what we're talking about, some of us doing some Holy Spirit surgery good and searching student. with the Lord are aware that our intentions might not be that godly, but we think that our motivations are godly. Ooh. But if we let the Lord wake us up a little bit more and move us from aware and we take that leap to be woken up, we might realize that our ungodly intentions are a result of some ungodly motivations. You know what? And I, I think that um, as I was saying about this to be, uh, you know, the difference for, uh, between awareness and awakening is uh, – I think a lot of the time the awareness tries to take on someone's awake because then we can get 
a belief system going. Not faith, but a belief system, mm -hmm. you see? And this is, uh, you know, and I mean, what are they doing with the coke and the woke and all that what? stuff that's going on to do with colour and such oh, yeah. and all coke that? And, and that's supposed to be all about suddenly someone's awakened, oh, which is nonsense, absolute nonsense. And so the way that they're going about this is to try and believe it. See, this is not faith. This is trying to convince yourself and believe this. And, and that will collapse, Shania. Mm. That will coll co sorry, collapse. Yep. That collapse. will collapse. <laughs> you see? I can say it anyway Collapse. because I'm an Australian. <laughs> no, it's a joke. And, but that will collapse. That will. That won't hold and the test of time. It won't. It won't. And so the answer first brings the awakening and also the awareness. Yeah, so don't, lead, don't let facts lead you to the answer by Never. becoming aware to be awake. You need to be awake <laughs> so that you can be aware. Wow, that's very powerful. And that's what the that puts Lord Jesus on the throne from the start. To me yeah. Today and yesterday, through the Holy Spirit, there are different types of awakening. Which one is the real awakening? First the answer and then how to deal with the problem, you see. Yeah. Uh, if, I would say if uh, Judas really, really, really knew who was the answer, he would never have betrayed Jesus. He saw him as an answer. An option. An answer. He saw him as an, an, ans an answer, not the answer. So therefore, he was easily led into doing what he did by the devil. He was a great candidate. And when you are at that point and you can't see who is the answer to America to the situation, to then life. you will betray. You will. Mm. You will vacillate. You need to find the answer and then you will find and become aware of what is happening. I think it's important because in, in God's dynamic, we're unlearning. See, in math, you learn to find the problem and then solve for the answer. Right. But what you're saying is the Holy Spirit's dynamic is different. He wants to show you the answer first, which is Jesus, so that you can apply the answer to the problem. Well, if you let me come back with something more and say if he shows you the problem, then you'll try everything to fix the problem and then eventually maybe turn to him for the answer. But if he gives you the answer, 
then there's no excuse. Blowing my mind because it's no excuse. I could have used this, Dr. Robin, when I was doing algebra. <laughs> if he would have just given me the answer. No, 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 no that's <laughs> I'm cheating. Joking, I'm joking. <laughs> he doesn't give you the cheating I'll answer. Just this, wor- this works for everything else but maths. Yes, yes, but, yes. But I want to say, if he relax. gives you the answer that he is the one who leads you, counsels you, guides yes. you, con- uh, confronts you, convicts you, heals you. Yes. Through the power of Jesus, if he gives you that, then you can walk out in faith to take that answer to the problem. Oh. Yeah, it's learning because our mathematical approach to life is find the problem and then solve for the answer. But you're saying the Lord wants to present the answer so that you can take the answer and apply it to, to the, the problem, problem straight away. Oh, my Lord Jesus, it's it like just landed. the antidote to the problem. It's always Jesus. You said something, and I hope I'm uh, uh, associating this correctly. Um, while you were preaching, Pastor Tony, you were drawing out that there are some, are some things as the Lord is bringing up about ourselves that always – might not feel positive and may feel negative. I don't want to, you know, I know that's a fine line saying the Lord is saying something negative about you, but in a sense of like bringing up some darker stuffs about ourselves, but also saying yes to that, receiving that and saying yes to receiving the positive things that he says about us. So if you guys can kind of help in this being God, being the answer, Um, we talked about this before, but I think just to bring some clarity, because a lot of our dynamics have been with each other, um, still working on ourselves in this moment, um, bring clarity to not, I don't want to say it's a difference between using God as an ant or the answer in a weapon. Yes, that's good. So I've seen people through this anger thing on YouTube as well, use God as a weapon to bring healing to these people, as you were saying, that are needing help to see God and being the convincer. They're using God more as a weapon than showing them that God is the answer. Can you help listeners differentiate if it's on the same wavelength? of Well, I'll let Nate mention anything. Yeah, I think that that all goes back to motivation. Yeah. Your motivation to use, see, your intention is to present God as the answer, but why you're doing it has to line up with what you're doing. And this, again, I said it last night to a couple of people, we always look for the how or the what first, but we never go for the why. And this is what God is constantly reminding us of on this portal. The why is the most important thing. Dr. Robin? I just want to bring out another thing that the Lord's just dropping into my spirit and it's tied up with choice. When you get the answer, you make the choice. It's got to be involved with choice. You see, if if the Holy Spirit would point out all the problems and then at the end of it say, oh, I'm the answer, then this doesn't work like that because you will make many choices before you get to the right choice. But if he...
points it out to you that you have a choice because I am the answer to all that is going on. It's your choice then to choose it. And there's no excuse and you take full responsibility for how you handle it. And by, by making that choice, you're automatically revealing your motivation. See what I'm saying? If I choose to obey, my motivation is good. But if I choose, no, I'm not going to do what you just revealed to me, then what's my motivation? It's got to be selfishness, see? Yeah. Mm. So that's a heavy word. That's and what, and what word. you said last night, you said God can say things in the positive right. about you yourself believe, yeah. mm-hmm. that you still choose not to believe. believe and this yeah. is all tied up with you not seeing Jesus as the answer. When you believe a lie about yourself, you are essentially saying that the lie you believe about yourself is more important and powerful to you than the saving power of Jesus Christ to be the answer in that situation. Going back to what Pastor Robin said, we are very easy, very key to look and say, right, I can apply the answer to my brother or my sister. But when God speaks to us about us, in the positive, to affirm us, to validate us, we always look for the problem. And we never look for the answer, which is Jesus first. We never see. Seeing a a, a circumstance from two perspectives. Okay, well, I missed you on that, God. Or, well, okay, maybe I need to grow more in that. You know what I'm saying? There's always Jesus presenting himself, revealing himself as the answer. And if we were awake to that, we would become less aware of the problem. And I want to say one more, hit that. I want to say that uh, we make excuses so many times. You know, know, it's like what I said on portals one time, I said, you make up your mind that you are going to do God's will, whatever it is, and then he will tell you what his will is. You see, and this is the way the Holy Spirit works with the Godhead. It's the way he works. And so he shows us he's the answer. His love is the answer. And then he takes us through the process. That's how it works. Look at the scriptures. Look at the scriptures. He tells them he's the answer and then he tells them what they're doing wrong and how they can come back to him because he's the answer. So he tells them the answer. Then again he, he lets them see what they are believing is wrong and he then says this is the answer. So a double portion of his answer here. So what you're saying is our human nature and what I'm getting convicted of here as even I'm sitting on this panel is the Lord is showing me, Nathan, you would rather be more awake to the problem yeah, and aware of an answer than be awake to the answer and just aware of the problem. That's exactly what the Lord is And we had that on YouTube. People are all awake about, uh, I mean, not awake, but people want to make the main thing, you know, 
the reason, the evil, the financial reset. The problem. The problem. The problem is this. The problem is the Democrats. The problem is the Republicans. The problem the, is the government. Yeah, the problem, the problem is the system. Is Trump. The, the problem, problem is, is this. The problem the is the royals. The, no, but no one wants no, to talk about no. the answer. No one wants to talk about the answer. Because when you talk about the problem, can we expose why they talk about the problem? Please do. <laughs> Please uh, maybe we'll do that in the next segment because because no, we have time. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, this is this is uh, the only way any of it works. Can I say it? Yeah. The reason why we talk about the problem is because when you talk about the answer, it's nothing to do with you. Yeah. The problem yeah. you find identity oh in because yeah. you get to have say in it. Yeah, you get your intel into it. <laughs> Get your intel into it, guys. You really do. You know, you take some it's some uh, insight now and you turn it around. It becomes your intel instead of what someone is saying is happening from a position of authority. Say the military, they're in a position of authority to know what the military is doing. So you get that intel and you then bring your insight into it and then you get involved in it. But let me tell you, you bring your insight into something that's not yours and it will cause you to crash. I was just about to say. This is it. We, we find identity in the problem. We even find our role in the role of rejection, the role of inferiority, Ooh, the role sure of being you know, persecuted because we get to have grip in the problem. But yeah. when we look to Jesus as the answer, he says, no, 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 cast all your cares on me. So I'm the answer. You've got no control when I'm the answer. That's true. And that's why we would rather be awake to the problem because it feeds an insecurity in us of control and being in control. Yeah, it's true. Jesus is king. I'm getting convicted. I need and to go off. Let's go back to what I was talking about, the... Uh, these podcasts and and this so-called truth that's coming forward and then the crashing of everything, they they go about it the wrong way. They go about it by making everybody aware. Then they'll be awakened. Awakened by what? What awakes you up? The truth. Mm. Awareness doesn't wake you up. Yeah, wow. I'm telling you, this is so serious that uh, as the church, we should be like police on this, like the spiritual police, and we should stop this doctrine that's coming in on what God is doing because I, my prayer is, look, I'm a prophet. I, I said to the Lord, you want me to prophesy about this? No. <laughs> I said, you don't want me to know? There's enough people doing it. I just want you to expose it. That's what he told me to do. Just expose the lies with truth. And so... Well, you are prophesying by doing that. Yeah, I know. And so that's my form that's of your prophecy You at are the an moment. exposing prophet. At Holy the exposure. moment, at the moment, I will tell you that it, you know, you've tried everything. You're trying 
well, numerology, psychic activity, med beds. <laughs> Tell me what you haven't tried to be the answer. Oh, uh, well, if we get the med beds, that's going to fix everybody. No, no, it's not going to fix everybody. Nothing is going to fix ev in everybody except the will of God. That's the only thing. He created this world. God created this world. He created America. He created you and me. There's nobody that can fix it like the Lord God Almighty. And we should see that and we should be on our knees turning to him. Doesn't the scripture say, I will heal your land if you repent from your ways, your wicked ways, turn back to me and my, your finances will heal your land? <laughs> no. Resets will heal your land? Ooh. No. Numbers will heal your land? No. Prophecy will heal your land? No. Science won't heal your land? Stop the steal. The Illuminati won't heal the land. One world government won't heal the land. One world psychics won't heal the land. Conservatism. Conservative won't. Yeah, that's the one. Conservatism will not heal the land. Pastors, only God will heal the land. He created it. And he's the only one that can do it. Do you know when you create something, when I knit and write and I know I've dropped a stitch or I've done something and I have to pick up that stitch, I can't go to say to somebody, okay, take this and pick it up for me because they're going to have to learn where I dropped it in the first place and the mess and the unravelling of the whole, uh, you know, scarf starts to fall apart. I'm the one that created it. I'm the one that could fix it. God is the one that created this earth and he's the only one that could fix it. And so instead of all the words going forth, we need to bring the answer not the rain will come, the sun will shine, the ground will shake. The reason why the ground's shaking is because there's voices underground crying out, will someone hear my cry? And the Lord, he heard their cry Jesus. because of his passion for the innocent children. There's no one, Pastor, that can fix the southern border. Mm. There's no one. Yeah, Trump can be a part of it. Men of God can be a part of it, but no one. And why? Because God can only be the one to change men's hearts. Woo! Two-minute break, please. Two-minute break, please. Two minute I need break. to go and get some deliverance for yes, the next session. Exactly. I need to find myself again. Wow, that was powerful. When we come back, Pastor Tony's going to talk about more about the truth about yourself. And we'll be right back. Becoming awake to it. Oh, my Lord. 
And the second announcement is that Connect Groups are resuming in April, the month of April, the year 2021. We believe that April is the month that God has shown us is all about connecting and reconnecting. So every second Thursday night, we're going to have special Connect Groups located in different locations, different boroughs, each so that everyone can get a chance, whatever borough they're in, to be a part of it. Also, we're going to be adding some special interest connect groups based on what God is calling you to or different prayer types and other things to come in the future. So we encourage you to join your connect group, build connection, build godly fellowship and, you know, godly community and really lock in so that you can connect to your completion. We'll see you soon. God bless. Hi, everybody. It's Pastor Nate here again. I seem to be the one that brings you all the cool announcements. Not. Anyway, two announcements. We have Zipping Night resuming its relaunch for 2021 in person. That's right. We're coming back and we're being in person again, face to face, shoulder to shoulder, rubbing on each other in a godly way, in a safe church way. So uh, if you would like to join us in person, registration for this will be online. It will be released this week, the first week of March, and then it will be available for the other events that will take place in person. There will be a new format, some new things introduced because we're changing things up. But as always, we are doing things in flow with the Holy Spirit, following His lead and making sure that we give you the best and helping you to understand the voice of God and how to, you know, partner with you and see God's plan fulfilled for your life. So Dippy Night is that place that you need to come to if you want to hear God speak to you. You can sign up now by visiting dippingnight.talk.org. Don't matter what country you're in, what location, if you can't do it in person, you can also do it online. There's more information at talk.org or dippingnight.talk.org. Go there now and be a part of what God's doing. hope people are enjoying this well not so much enjoying it are starting to wake up wake up there's only one answer and let me just say another thing via the holy spirit the people vacillating backwards and forwards and double-mindedness i'm oh i'm full of faith today but tomorrow I'm in the pit. Because they're awake to the problem. Yes. They become awoke to the problem, which is not really woken up. It's just become aware of the problem. But we want the answer to wake us up. So stop looking for pseudo answers. Stop it. And the church needs to stop looking. I'm a prophet, but I tell you, I want the prophet of prophets. I want the prophet of prophets to speak and to outrun man's 
Coles. I remember in a recent portal, we were talking about this just to give an example to bring some clarity because some people are still asking a few questions. Um, I remember I was sharing, we were talking about having a dialogue and being open to say that. See, what I am was getting dropped in me, my method would be like, okay, I don't have a problem to confront someone, right? But again, that's a logical method when the Lord might be saying, are you interceding for your brethren? Are you taking other, he's trying to show other methods. But to me, that's like, okay, how could you not? That's a good thing. It's a good thing to talk it out. But what if the timing is not right? That's where the methods start to become a little tainted. Even though my intentions, like say if you have the intentions to reconcile, and I'm just bringing this to um, Jihei, her question is saying, would it be fair to say wrong method motives are harder to tackle than wrong intentions? Yes, definitely. definitely. Yes. Because motive is always tied to a belief system. Why you believe what you believe will always motivate you. Yes. Mm. About yourself and yes. about others and about God. Yes. If you believe someone is, you know, um, say, you know. Um, it, it ties up with yeah, that, what you If you, you believe say. someone shuts you down constantly in your life, then your motivation will always be linked to what you believe about that person. Mm. And God has to tackle what you believe about them before he can change what motivates you towards them. Ooh, that's so true. Hands down will solve a lot of that. And the key, <laughs> the key is, uh, you know, is that the truth against facts? Facts, awareness, these are the facts. This makes me aware, but it doesn't make me woken up. Why? Because what is missing is the answer that I should wake up in the first place. Mm. Mm. And Pastor, you know what? We're talking about dreams. Again, the course, the Lord said to me in the bathroom, he said, you can be aware and be asleep. Yes. You can be aware and be asleep. In sleep, you're aware of the things around you. Yes. But to be awake is to literally change the plane of <laughs> which you're living on. To be awake means you have to go from subconscious to conscious. So you can be aware in subconscious. There it is. You can be what aware in a trance. Me? What affects you can be aware me? I'm of aware of distance. it because it affects me. Oh. But it's, I'm not woken up to the truth. I'm aware of it because it affects me. So what are we doing out there in the in YouTube land? We're saying, uh, you know, it's affecting my finances. So I'm aware of what's going on. It's affecting uh, my family. So I'm aware of what's going on. Censorship. I'm aware of what's going on. <laughs> what's the answer to censorship? Jesus. Is not another type of Facebook. Is letting the Lord be Lord over all things. And I'm not religious. Because I know Can a lot of people it? would say to me right now, you're being religious. No, I'm being real. Uh. I'm being relevant. And I want to be relational. To clarify what I was saying to back up what you just said. Someone was saying, what do you mean by being aware and being asleep? I mean, when physically when you go to sleep <laughs> and you have a dream, in dreaming you're asleep. 
but you're still aware of time in the sense of uh, the dimension of time in the dream. You can have a dream where you're in one moment and then you flash to the next and your brain knows the concept of that's another moment, so time has passed. You're aware of surroundings. You're aware of emotions that come up in you in the dream, but you can't be asleep and awake at the same time. No. But you can be asleep and aware. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah, so I went to bed aware of a lot of things exactly. last and night. We know that but the thank heart. thank God I was awakened. See, oh, actually, it wasn't last night. It was this morning. <laughs> yeah, you didn't go to sleep last night. This but, is true. But what I'm saying is a lot of the world claims to be awake, and this is what we're trying to say, but they're really, and a lot of the church claims to be awake, but they're really asleep and rather just aware of what is going on. For them to be awake, Pastor Robin is saying, Awake means a total change of plane. You can't be asleep and awake at the same time. It's a contradiction. So for you to be awake means you have to be more than aware. You have to literally be awoken to To the answer, answer, which is Jesus. Amen. So there was just the part, uh, Nate, people in the comments are asking to kind of... um, uh, uh, it says, can you say that again, Pastor Nanny, brain surgery from Virginia? I think you were on the point, people were understanding motive is always tied to the belief system. Thank you, Pastor Sonia, for that. Jim, it writing it down because it, it helped me have reference. Yeah, what I it said is, because G asked a question, always. well, would you say motive is harder to change? And I would say a thousand percent yes, because the reason why you're motivated towards something or someone is always tied to what you believe about that person mm-hmm. or about yourself. If you're motivated to always rejecting and self-loathing yourself, it's always going to come back to the root, which is the belief system, what Pastor Tony talked about last night, the secret language of the heart that you really believe about yourself. Mm-hmm. You laugh out in public, but in your heart, you're expressing your true belief system. Right. Yes. Yes, that can and go that both ways, can, right? Of course, ties up with choice. Yeah, and both ways. It can go to a negative or a positive. God could be trying to affirm you, like we said in the previous segment, and you, because you're totally linked to the belief system about this negative thing, which has become a crutch for you about yourself. You know, well, I'm just not qualified. I hear people say that all the time. I'm just not qualified. It's Moses syndrome all over again. There it is. Ooh. You know, the Lord kept telling Moses, "You're the one. I'm going to use you. I'm going to use your voice." He go, "No, no, no. You." But I'm not else. qualified. I'm no. not qualified. And God had to show Moses every time someone tried to step up and do it. Nothing it led worked. to rebellion. Yeah. yeah. Aaron stepped up and he um, made them a golden calf. Korah stepped up and God didn't bless it. Miriam stepped up. She got leprosy. Yeah. God was showing Moses, would you just believe what I see and believe about you? Well, you could say that Aaron and Miriam were awoke. Not aware. Aware. aware, But not not awake. No. And so if we, Shania, if we get a hold of seeing the answer is the awakening then we will handle and become aware of what's going on. I can tell you. I want the answer before I know the problem. Yes. 
I want the answer before I know the problem. Then I can attack that problem with the answer. Can we also... Sorry, go ahead. I, I, I want to rephrase because the Lord gave me this phrase. You know how we said solve for the problem and then find the answer? The Lord said to me, no. No, it doesn't work that way. Have the answer and then apply it to the problem. Then apply the problem to the and problem. And if we did this in our life, our again, our training, our thinking has been taught to us. Like even today, like there was a situation with... I'll just be real. There's a situation with, you know, some chords on the stage and there was a problem. And I looked for the problem first to lead me to finding the answer, which was to use this sort of tape to tape them down. But the Lord said to me in the bathroom, he said, no, 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 no. In my kingdom, it's a different dynamic. I want you to see the answer and let the answer lead you to the problem. Yeah. Not the problem lead you to the answer. And, and also the answer leads you to your right choice. Woo! So, you know, um, I don't lose faith in everything that's happening out there because he showed me that he's the answer. And I take that to him. I don't take the problem. I tell him, you're the answer. You're the answer. You created it all. You're the answer. You're the answer for the the next generation getting that time of grace. You know, you're the answer. I, I believe very strongly that the church should start to concentrate on the answer and stop concentrating on man's words from God and let God say what he wants to say to the people. There's a lot of ideas going on, a lot of insight happening to intel. And this, to me, is really burdening me mm-hmm. as a minister that this is a door opener for the evil one to bring another answer, another solution. Let's believe in flying saucers. Let's believe in green men. Let's believe in quantum physics. It's not the answer, but it is part of what he uses for the answer. Look. If your faith is wavering and if you are going and vacillating backwards and forwards with different opinions, you don't have the answer. It's a person. His name is Jesus. Mm. That's the key. I'm the way, he said. I'm the way through this mess. I'm the way to America. I'm the way for it. I'm on the way for all the world. I'm the way, the truth. What's the other one? The way and the life. The life. See, I heard many people say, oh, through this situation, I found Jesus. But yet you go in with all the psychics as well. And you're going through all the phenomena of 
you know, all the stuff that you believe in. And now, do you know that uh, someone said the other day, I heard it, it really burdened my heart, just open your Bible and pick a scripture. Not the lottery. Yeah, the lottery. No, no, it's actually the one-armed bandit, the poker machine. Put your money in, get your answer out. Seriously, guys, seriously, it was said like that. And you know what else? Pick a scripture and I will perform it. Because I had the power within me to perform it. So this person who said in, in his home and made this statement on uh, YouTube Oh, I know Jesus Christ is Lord and I know God wins in the end, was going to open up a Bible and let this person be the answer and provide the miracle and perform the miracle. I'm over these gimmicks. What if you open up to the scripture that says in the, in the, <laughs> right. in the, in the, in the flame of their torment <laughs> rises forever and ever? Yeah, and what if he... You know what I mean, when you drop your Bible Well, there'll open. be weeping and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> and what if he opened up and says there is no God, God is dead? Oh, my God. But uh, the reality, I just, when you said that about this power within us, you can't even make yourself stop from sneezing. Come on, what kind of power do you think you have? <laughs> come on, come on. Can we be real? Try and stop yourself from sneezing. You this can't do it. This is ridiculous. It you really know. is. Sweet. And, and I, I want to say something again and address the prophets. If you want to really, really awaken people, then show them the answer, not the problem. And I want to apply this because I know you're all about because this is your prophetic call, but I'm going to apply it to personal situations. The Lord said to me just then, Nathan, don't let your anger lead you to me. See me and I will expose your anger. And if this is what, maybe at the start of my relationship with Jesus where my anger, the rejection, the inferiority, the abandonment, the, the failure could lead me to the cross. But I think we're getting to the point in our relationship with God and in our intimacy with Jesus where the cross can lead us to being the answer first to solve, apply the cross to the problem. And Does that make sense? Yes. Because yes. if the anger is the thing that leads me to Jesus, then anger has a position in my heart more than Jesus. Definitely. Because anger it's is the, the common denominator and not Jesus. It's actually like an idol in your heart. <gasps> and I want to say one more thing, and that is we need to see that the answer to hurt, bitterness, rejection is Jesus. If you have bitterness in your heart, you have to ask the one who created your heart to cut it out of your heart. That's it. Yeah, and that's what the Lord's been showing me. This is what I teach in my course. This is the focus. We would rather say, Lord, I'm angry. Lord, Lord, I'm angry and I don't know how to... Our focus in our prayers needs to be, Lord, you're the answer for this anger right now. 
So I want, I'm asking you to cut this anger out of my heart. Please do surgery yeah. on my heart and re take it out. Don't do give you, anger do you, the credit. Well, do you know what? Anger can only be managed by man. That's why we call it anger management. Only the Lord can cut it out of the heart. Only the Lord, Pastor. Only the Lord. I just want to give uh, Vanessa a quick shout out because in my deliverance session once uh, recently, she was pointing that very thing out of how I got saved. And my story around getting saved was me being aware that there were so many issues I needed to be set free from. But when there isn't any issues, I don't think to go to God because the only thing I associate the Lord with is just awareness of problems. Yes. Yes. So it, I love that you brought that out because I was about to bring that out on uh, off of something someone just said. I agree. Somebody said there's so many gems passing. I couldn't oh, remember which one. It, <laughs> yes, I'm just like, wait, it was that. No, it wasn't that one. I don't remember which. People are awakening gem. to the answer. Yes. And it's a, um, yeah, I just think that's a good. Uh, I actually said it to someone last night. I said, do you only go to the cross when you're in deficit? Yes. Is your deficit the thing that leads you to the cross or is your communion with God the thing that leads you to the cross? Sorry. And that's where I'm learning the difference. If it's a deficit, then it is just like a sugar daddy kind of relationship. Please. Right. Just you know? explain. Deficit meaning like <laughs> if, I know it, if, you, if you don't have, if you don't feel full in something, if you don't feel capable in something, if you don't feel proficient in something, is that when you ask the Lord to step in? The Lord challenged me with the production and he said to me, um, I went to him the night before and I said, Lord, you know, we've done a couple of run-throughs, like we could afford to do a couple more run-throughs and we don't have the time. And he's clearly said to me, he said, Nathan, leave gaps. That's right. He said, because if you try to fill every hole, this will be your strength. It's all about you. You know, and then also he said to me, because I was, you know, all those nightmare videos that you watched that you got scared of, I was editing them and I was like, Lord, I've, I've never done final cut courses or editing or I, I didn't go to film school to learn how to edit. And um, I really called upon him in that moment. I was like, Father, I need you to guide me through this. Jesus, do this through me. But then when it came to the music, I found myself not calling upon him because I was a little bit more proficient in that. And the little voice in the back of my spirit said, wait, am I involved in this one too or just in the things that you need from me? You know, and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, wait a so minute. it really comes down to you only involve in those that you, what you can't do. And then uh, we don't see him as the answer in what we can do, only what we can't do. So again, we become aware of what we can't do. Yes. You see? Yeah, he said kind of like the subphrase of what you're saying is he was saying, Nathan, are you only, um, you know, awake to me when you need a need? And yeah. just aware of me when yeah. you think you can do it. Yeah. But but I think our thinking, our mindset have to change. Because we tie up awareness as having an awakening. It is not. It is not bringing an awakening. 
an awakening comes as a result of you knowing the answer. That's Awareness is you know the problem, right? Oh. But awakening is when you know the answer. Pastor, <laughs> <laughs> you're quiet. Come on, let jump it, in. Let it play through. Jump in. <laughs> no, that's her remix where she what drops a really big jam. I, I, I'm just taking in more than I want to contribute because I'm, I'm still trying well, you to did get your my bit head to around Christology. aware and awake. Maybe if you could. Simplify being aware and being awake. Like in a I think she just said it. Aware means you're aware of the problem more than the answer. Mm. Awake means you're aware of the answer more than the problem. Okay. And that answer is Jesus. Yeah. Okay. And in your relationship with God, are you aware of the problem more than the answer? And I would even say you claim to be awake, but maybe you're trying to be awake to the problem. Yeah. And only aware of an answer. That's it. Awake oh to the problem. But that can't be because that doesn't take you anywhere. You don't go anywhere. You have to have the answer to go somewhere. Otherwise, all you are is a problem junkie. I think my my contribution is I always try and find somewhere in the Bible where we can see what we're talking about. So what came to my heart was when like M, when that. Amnon um, loved Tamar. Yes. Was David aware of it? Ask There's the question. Because after he had raped his ste- his stepsister. David was aware of it, mm-hmm. right? Well, but he wasn't awake to it. That's mm. right. He was more concerned with Absalom. Yeah, he didn't do anything he about had it. His eyes, he had his eyes focused on his other son, Absalom. He was trying to stop them from killing him because that's what they but wanted I, to I do. Think, I think a whole two years elapsed before Absalom killed his brother and David did nothing about it so he was aware of it for two years that there was a problem one of your sons has just you know forced himself on one of your your daughters literally and um um he wasn't awake to the problem he could he should have gotten Amnon and really and so he didn't have the answer no he still had the problem yeah and I think maybe deep down but Absalom definitely woke him up when it he woke killed him up, but what, it, was but it wasn't. A, it was an evil awakening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was again the problem being the one that had the power to try and reveal the answer. Yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking was David not admitting to like I said about Sarah? Mm, was was David too afraid to confront Emnon because that meant he would have to, you know, acknowledge that. Bathsheba I'm and glad the whole you this scenario. Up. There it is. Can we go? Why motivation? David was feeling guilty yep. because of what he did with Bathsheba. Yep. And Absalom was looking feeling at him sorry going. sorry for his son. And, Abs- and David's thinking, well, how can I tell I'll my son? Ex- I'll make an excuse How for can them. I correct my son when I've just done the same thing, yeah. basically? And Absalom used that against him to be like, come on, dad. 
now's your chance to redeem yourself. And when, yeah. and when he didn't take up that challenge, that's when Absalom wrote him off in his heart and said, you're a weakling. Yeah. That's what he called, essentially was saying, you're a weakling. Yeah. And that's when he started to pull the hearts away. The, but we, we actually talk about that in Counsel by God. I believe that David was still, even though he'd been forgiven, he was still mulling over the guilt of what he had done with Bathsheba and Amnon to do that. He's thinking, well, how can I tell my son off? You know, because he would have had those because kinds of those sort of thoughts, of thoughts run through your mind and 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 bring solutions, and those solutions always come as a result of being out of the presence, counsel yeah. in the presence of the Holy Spirit. You start to go on a fortress of thoughts that are so destructive. You see, I know because um, I've had that happen to me. Make excuses for the behaviour because your behaviour in the beginning yeah, did yeah. something. I've been there too. Yes. And so then it's like Eli turning a blind That's eye right. to his aware, children and the sin awake. that they were committing. Mm. He wasn't awakened to the no. truth. He would have dealt with them fast. Maybe David thought, well, if I confront Absalom, he's going to turn around and go, listen, okay, I did the wrong thing by forcing myself, but you killed that woman's husband. Yeah. You know, you deliberately put him in the firing line to be to have him slaughtered so you could marry his wife. But You, you know you, what I'm saying? So yes. maybe, I'm not saying that is, but maybe that was talking about a heart motivation yeah. because I believe that David still suffered from guilt with what he did. Even though he was forgiven, there would have been a mulling over in his emotions and a contemplating and maybe even a thinking, well, look what I've done to my son. You know what I'm saying? What do you think about that? Could have been just spoiled child syndrome. Amnon was the firstborn. But we want to get back to, you know, we don't want to lose track of this because, uh, you know, we, um, we're not getting what wakes you. You see, so what would have woken David, Pastor? Let me say this: the Jews have been blinded; they mm. cannot see the truth. They cannot see Jesus. They cannot, and the only way they can see Jesus is when God wakes them. On the road to Damascus, Paul, who was Saul, was woken up. And he finalizes it by moving the scales from the eyes. It's like a spiritual scale is on your eyes and you can't see him unless God shows him to you. And so... He's the answer. Awareness doesn't make him the answer. It makes him an answer. That's why I hear all the time on these portals, uh, I'm sorry, these podcasts saying, God wins. I think sometimes people are convincing themselves that God wins. Oh, I want to bring, I want you to elaborate that. Because one thing we were so poorly about um, a couple of weeks ago is that 
you said something along the lines like the church has to get it first. And we always focus on the problem. The world needs Jesus. The world needs Jesus, which is true. But in order for us the to be the change. The church needs Jesus. This is what I'm saying. In order. Let me give you a chance. In order for us to be the change or like you were saying, um, to bring Jesus for it to anyone, whether it be our friends, family, whatever, we have to get this in us we have to really know that we know that we know that Jesus is the answer and stop deflecting that and say, well, I know he's the answer, but they need it. They need it. They need it. And I and think please, Christians stop saying he's still on the throne. I hate <laughs> yeah, that statement. Mm-hmm. He, he never, never left, the, left throne. the throne. But the table. Please. If never you're saying that, change your confession. Throne. All yes. these songs coming out on Christian radio, you're still good. You're still on the throne. You're still in control. Who are Tell you? Tell me when he stopped being in control. Pastor. I can't. Sorry. Who that's are my you ball. convincing? Who are you convincing? Jesus Lord. Still on the throne. He's never left the throne. He got off. Yeah. Do you believe it's, he got off? If he you got off the cross, still? but he never got off the throne. <laughs> In saying all of that, this is what I was saying about it. Guys, let's I feel like the Lord blessed us with portals for that reason. This is for us to receive what is being said so we can grow and get stronger as Christians and not just believe that we we're already there so we need to just you know blast it out blast it out and i think portals has such a a dynamic for the church for equipping the church but also yes sharing it with other people but i i I guess for me too this week i've been um asking the holy spirit to kind of channel the frustration of uh of like the support of Black Lives Matter. I'm like, Lord, I don't understand why people support this. I'm just bringing this as an example. I think it's a good example to bring up. Yes. So, but one thing that he's showing me is like, I can't convince anyone else of their sonship unless I am solidified in mine. And that I have to, I'm really grabbing a hold of these gems that are coming forward. And we do ourselves a disservice to always Again, d- shift shift the weight to say, well, no, I need to. This is for my unsafe family member. No, this pe- these people need to hear it. These no, get it for us so we can know that we are sons and daughters. We know God is, is the answer, and then we know how to again have the motivation, have the intention on driving Him to being the answer when we're talking about Him as well. If we are not awake to Him being the answer then we're not going to see him the answer for all that's going on in the world. First and foremost, he presents himself as the answer to us. Then we can see the answer. It, and you know, here it is that the Lord has dropped it on me because he gave me this subject two day, yesterday and this morning. Uh, actually, when I finally slept, he gave me this this uh, subject. And if we don't see this, if we don't see this, we're going to miss that he is the solution to everything, everything. And we will be missing out on the awakening that can 
continually happens. Once you're awake, it people say, well, that's it. It's finished. No, awakening goes on and on. It's an ongoing process. Wakening you up to this and wake it. Once you had the answer, then he will awaken you and awaken you to how he can touch this, what he can do in this. See, we think, and, and we're missing it, Shania, we're missing it. And I want to just tie in this last thing. Again, something I said to someone last night. Maybe in your relationship, you're being challenged like with myself. Maybe you need to become more awake to the love of God. Yep. And more aware of some prophetic words or revelation. You're woken up. You think you, like, what I mean by that is always going to God to hear about what's next. The first thing God wants to talk to you about is how much he loves you. Yeah. And if you aren't woken up to that first, he's not going to tell you what's next. And this is what Pastor said yesterday in the morning service. This is the fury of his love. Please don't be awake to revelation before you're awake to, to the relationship. One, and to the one who is true revelation. Wow, this is big. Wow. I just want to finish with this. Aware definition means having knowledge or a particular perception of a situation or fact. Another one for aware, concerned, yet well informed about a particular situation <laughs> or development. Awake, the meaning means to regain consciousness, Wow. to become into a full realization of, Yes. to stop sleeping and wake up from sleep, or my favorite part of this meaning, to make or become active again. Wow. There you go. It's greater than an awareness. It's greater than having a perception yep. of a development of a particular fact. Perception, you waver. Yeah. Awake means you become active. Your perception. Again. Pastor, your perception can change with action. Your perception can change with situations. Perception changes. Awareness changes. But when God awakens you to the truth, it doesn't change. Yes. Oh, we've gone long on this one. Yes. It was good. It was good. Every bit of it was worth it. Portals Live, we're going to take some questions now. If you want to see the questions and hear some answers, you need to go to Talk TV and see the Portals Live version. And we'll be back with you tonight to do some prophetic friends in a moment. Wow. Yep. After that segment, your mind is being blown. Well, wait till you listen to it again and again. Look, we know that you won't be able to get all these gems in one viewing, so you're gonna need to watch it a couple more times to let it land. Head on over to TorqueTV.org to watch this portal and all the others exclusively whenever you want, as many times as you want. This means gem after gem gets to blow your mind. We have unique subscription options that will suit you, so it's easy for anyone to watch. Torque TV, hit that button, baby. 
it's prophetic friends wow that's my little jingle <laughs> is that your it. jingle <laughs> it was okay. quick it was spontaneous <laughs> it's spontaneous i'm awake there you go oh wow we would like to welcome Afghanistan to oh, the hi, Portals Afghanistan. family. Oh. Thank you, Lord, for getting it everywhere. Yes. We had Israel to welcome. I don't know. We officially welcomed We did last during, week, but yes. we didn't officially do it. Yes. Welcome, and Israel. Anyone else that we did um, officially? We also want to welcome. Um, I don't think we, so we I don't think we actually welcomed them because we had so many joining. Uh, Poland oh. was wow. new to the family. Also, we want to welcome Taiwan. Um, in case we didn't mention you, Serbia, Israel, and Afghanistan. That's welcome amazing. Welcome to the Portals family. Welcome. You're listening. All right, Pastor Tony, prophetic friends, take it away. Okay. We're awake. I believe it's for someone at Talk New York. I'm not, I'm not sure who. Oh, you all better be listening. But um, the Lord is saying that... Um, I'm opening up a a field of opportunity for you, my daughter, and it's, it's going to be a challenge because it's a field that is not accustomed. Uh, you're not accustomed to this line of of opportunity or work, and I am um, putting you in a situation as I have spoken through the podcast. The answer is given to you before the challenge and the problem arises. And so this is a, a, a uh, career path that requires you to believe before you do. And so um, I'm prepared, I've prepared your heart and I'm about to open up this opportunity which will um, bring forward um, great uh, witnessing opportunities and also a financial blessing, says the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, with that word, oh. I'm sure all of talk in New York will have the overflow. overflow. Yeah. Amen. Shanu. Okay. I am speaking to someone in Austria um, that is a baker. Um, I believe gender is a, a male baker. I just see this little restaurant and he's like kneading dough and asking God, like, why am I here? And the Lord says to you, um, my son, I am, I'm showing you that you are a builder of men through your hands. You lift and encourage, um, your brethren. And for a short season, will you prepare a knead dough? But that is my activation for you to go and step out and believe onto me to be an encourager to your brothers around you, says the Lord. Amen. Amen. Wow. My word is for two people. I have one for someone in London and one for someone in Israel. And the Lord says to you, my child, um, there's a family situation where you continually focus on the problem. And the Lord says, I've been trying to awaken you to me the answer but you have become dull to hearing that because you would focus on the problem and you've lost hope. And the Lord says to you, my child, let me waken you up to me being the answer, the only answer that can bring reconciliation and you will become less aware of the problem and you will be awoken 
to the answer. Wow. That for both Israel and... Okay, my word <coughs> is actually for the prophetic ministry. Okay. And this is for the prophets. I'm hearing very strongly for the prophets. There is going to be a change. There's going to be a major change, and this is going to bring a result because I'm going to bring an adjustment to those that speak, thus saith the Lord. The Lord says, I will cause you to present me first, not what is happening or any solution. I'm going to adjust by awakening you, then others will see that while you are awakened, they will also awaken. So the Lord says, the flow of all these words will slow down, for I am bringing attention to the answer, not the way, but the answer, saith the Lord. I just want to add on, the Lord gave me a name for my word. The person in both locations is Rachel. So, and I want to say, if you're listening and any of these words apply or any previous words of Portals podcasts apply to you, please write in to us and let us know. The email address is info at torc, T-O-R-C-C, N-Y-C.org and put in the subject Portals Testimony. We would love to hear how these words are being made realities in your life. And then the Lord continues to say, there is going to be a drying up of wells because men are not drinking from them through the prophetic ministry. There is going to be a drying up, my servants, my sons, my daughters, and I am going to begin to repeat, says the Lord. The only thing you will hear is the same message coming forth. For there's not to be a new message every day until my children take a hold of what I'm telling you to say. It will be repeated out of your mouth. That it will be the only thing I will allow to come forward. So the Lord says, watch, watch, church, watch. And you will get the overflow of what God is saying to you. I am the answer. Pastor Robin kind of looked at me and was like, no, I'm waiting on the Lord. But <laughs> if there's any addition to this word, we'll be sure to send a copy or something. Anyway, guys, well, thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us in the Portals crew. Until next time. Bye-bye now. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Portals Podcast. We hope you were encouraged, uplifted, and challenged to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus. To get the latest episode, don't forget to subscribe to the Portals Podcast either via iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or your talk app. 
Why don't you go ahead and share this with someone that you know needs to hear these life-changing truths that were revealed today. Or you can even tell us how it affected you by leaving us a comment or a review. We look forward to being with you again shortly. Until next time, God bless.